Welcome to Death Row. Like we always do about this time. <laughs> I'm gonna fight your fucking ass. You don't got, you're playing touch butt with that dork in the park. Ah, uh, there's a little snake in the grass. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. No fucking Jesus, people. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. Hey, pussy, are you still there? I'm back. Who the fuck is that guy? Break out the red panties. We're rich, baby. I would like to introduce... Welcome to the MMA for Money Show episode 93. I am your host, as always, Mike Copenhaver, aka Real Mike. You can find me on Twitter at Don't Cope Just Win. I'm joined with the producer of the MMA for Money Show, my good friend T. How you doing, T? Hey, what's up, everybody? Glad to be here again. Got a nice car this weekend. Excited. Yeah, nice. I appreciate all 66 of you live watching in the Super Hard Award from our girl Mel B. Uh, what's up, Jason Torello, one of the best sports better ever, MMA for Money himself, Jackie Girl from Kansas City. Appreciate you having you here. Um, first off the bat, we're going to be doing a UFC Vegas 28 review, jump into the UFC uh, or jump into the Ultimate Fighter that happened yesterday, and then we'll get into a Bellator main and co-main event and then jump into the UFC 263. We'll have a, a couple best bets. So I appreciate having you all here. And with that said, uh, UFC Vegas fight night, UFC Vegas 28, uh, whatever you want to call it, Rosenstruck versus Sakai. The first fight of the night on the prelims was uh, Claudio Pulez. He fought Jordan Levitt and Claudio Pulez won a unanimous decision against Jordan Levitt. Pretty much schooled him all around the cage and just uh, dominant grappling control on the ground. Uh, Jordan pretty much had nothing to say for it after his uh, big KO viral slam win that he had last time he fell short to Claudio Pulez. But uh, next up on the card, we had Sean Woodson versus Yusuf Zalal. Uh, Sean Woodson adds the uh, split decision. Uh, like I said last week on the podcast, I felt like his range and his boxing was, would be a little a little bit too much. Ended up being just a hair too much for a split decision win. Um, next up was Manon Ferrat. Uh, she fought Tabitha Ricci on short notice. And man, poor Tabitha got fed like a little goldfish to a big shark, man. I mean, uh, Manon just actually killed her. KO, TKO, punches standing uh, round two. It, it was, it just, it wasn't even fair for the poor, poor gal Ricci. Um, did you see that one at all, T? I actually missed that one. Okay, no worries. And then next up was the biggest controversy of the card, for anime, in my opinion, was uh, Mason Jones fought Alan Patrick and ended in a no contest with an accidental eye poke in round two. But, dude, if you ask me, Mason Jones was just absolutely handling Alan Patrick. He didn't want any parts of him. Um, yes, he did get poked for uh, the sake of his side. But, I mean, dude, he was going to get absolutely slaughtered by Mason in the end, dude. He, it, Mason Jones is like a little Terminator. I love how he walks forward and it just it's just me with his punches has good takedown defense um really high on him t i know you were really pissed off about that I'm you pissed. had a bet on that yeah this you is when a- i walked in i walked in for this fight and uh, i had jones itd and dude no patrick he, they ain't bringing him back bro that's that's some bitch bitch shit like he just copped out didn't want to take his l he could have kept fighting i, I want i hope they bring him back for a rematch because i really want to see that because it, it was uh i think that mason jones would just mince him up like i said i he's just way too much for him and just alan patrick kind of find the you know like i said he to be fair he did get poked i'm not saying he didn't get poked no he did get but poked he, but he, lots he of people got poked, gotten poked before they've got take two the or balls. three minutes bro he could have kept fighting that's my I, deal like i understand that whole fight up and no contest on Mason Joe. Like, he yeah. had him beat, man. He didn't and want T- no more. 
and that T's, was an excuse to throw the towel in, you know? Yep, and T's personal bet went down the drain right there and uh, ended up being, you know, he didn't lose it, but it's just... I didn't lose, but no. Nah, it's just it, a push. It's not fun. It, but when you have an easy W, it really hurts, so... I don't uh, like it, when you people quit either, man. I, yeah, I don't, I don't either. Like we we want to see people die on their shield. I'm sorry to say we're six savages. But either way, with that said, next up on the card was Kamala Kirk, who fought Makwan Americani. Uh, man, dude, Mr. Finland fell short to Kamala Kirk and crazy, dude, that the BJJ black belt was able to edge just not even edge to one unanimous decision. All the three judges had it for him. And so you know, shout out to Kamala Kirk for that. I believe it was a short notice fight even that he took that against uh, Makwan. But next up, we had Muslim Salikov, who fought Francisco Trinaldo. Um, just like I said last week, I thought Muslim Salikov would be way too much. Ended up being uh, winning a three-round unanimous decision. Beat Francisco Trinaldo, um, the old man Trinaldo. He's he's a savage, though, bro. And, I mean, and I, Salikov, he, he got poked in the eye. Did he quit fighting? Oh, no, oh, he no. got he sure got poked in the eye, but he didn't quit and cry like a little girl. But uh, no shout out. I mean, girls are tough, so don't don't get me twisted on that. But yeah, either way, he literally wanted to, he wanted an easy way out, but uh, Muslim didn't, and so he ended up fighting the whole three rounds. And I uh, won that uh, dis- unanimous decision versus Francisco. Next up was one that I was I thought was pretty fishy, where Elir Latifi I somehow won a decision, a split decision versus Tanner Bozer. I thought that uh, Tanner won this fight just just the edge. I mean, I, I just I just didn't see it. But um, did you did, did you care about that one at all, T? Yeah, it pissed me off too. I took Bozer live in the first round. <laughs> Latifi was laying on him. I got plus two hundred on him. Yeah, you know he came back, whipped his ass in the second round, uh, and going team. into the third, dude, it was minus two thousand uh, going into poor, the third, and poor, I almost took Latifi plus a thousand to hedge, and I didn't. <laughs> poor T was in our in our group uh, chat with a couple of buddies on uh, Telegram, and uh, it was just like, just you know, I just felt so bad for him. He lost, he lost the uh, the Mason Jones bet uh, that he should have won. He didn't lose it. He should have had a some money uh, already up on the bank right there. And then this fight, Bozer, I thought that he won, and he got shorted there as well. Um, and I don't even think it was the last one that and he got shit. I, I wouldn't have bet Bozer normally, but when you give me plus 200 live, you know, like I had to take that. I yeah. feel like they robbed me again. Yeah, either way, it, it was what it was. Yeah, Lear Latifi got, he got one on that, and so he, he pulled one over and won a decision. Uh, wasn't the best uh, victory for him, but he'll take it, especially with that victory money. So next up was Montana De La Rosa doing bad, bad things to the sweetie Arlana Lipsky with the body. She did not get treated like a hottie. She got straight beat down. She minced up, elbows cut uh, from her on her face, on her right and left side, needed st- sutures, stitches. Um, I, it's, it was, man, it was sad to see, uh, Arielani Lipsky literally get battered that badly, uh, round two TKO KO ground and pound by Montana De La Rosa just minced her up. Uh, the queen of violence Lipsky calls herself, uh, definitely not. Uh, Montana took that crown and this, she's running with it. So, um, a really good fight. Did you happen to see that one T? Yeah, I watched it. Uh, that's pretty much the result I thought was going to happen. Um, uh, you know, if De La Rosa got her. Um, I should have pulled the pick, but I forgot to. But um, they had Lipsky. Um, she posted on her Instagram after she, she got fucked up pretty bad. She looked horrible after the fight. Black eyes, all cut up. Yeah. So yeah, it was uh, really bad to see Airline Lipsky get beat down that bad. She should definitely make a fans only, and we'll all support her there. So next up on the card, we had Gregory Rodriguez. He won a unanimous decision versus Dusko Todorovic. Oh, man, dude, we uh we both said this this big dude on, on short notice uh, that he could win this fight. Uh, Gregory ended up uh, winning a three-round decision versus Dusko. Dusko just uh, – he looked a little gun-shy, and it just 
you know, it was a good fight, though. Don't get me at that. He just looked a little – just didn't have enough volume and just looked a little outsized from Gregory. Gregory was really big in this fight. Uh, I, I can't blame Dusko for losing to him. And, you know, either way, that was a Gregory Rodriguez W there. Next up on the card, we had a fight that I more or less cared about. Was Dude, Santet. this fight was awesome, bro. This, this fight, fight was, was so absolute awesome. treat to watch. If you love UFC and savagery and you don't like people who don't quit and give it their all, next up on the card, we had Santiago Ponzinibbio, the Argentinian, took on Miguel Beza. And, dude, Santiago – I don't know what kind of enchana or meat they were feeding you over there in Argentina, but you need to come and chip me some because it had some extra special stuff in it because he literally was just throwing volume. And Miguel Bieza too, man. Round one was Miguel Bieza's round to me, in my opinion. He looked his best. But uh, Santiago showed the veteranship, the reason why you don't uh, bet against the veterans like that. Super glad that I pulled my original thoughts of betting on Miguel Beza, not because it would have been the worst decision, just but I I have the rule. I have the rule that I don't like betting against a veteran that has gas left. Santiago Ponzinibbio had that on his resume, and so I ended up pulling the bet on Miguel Beza um, before the last podcast. So it didn't end up being a bet. We only had one on the card for this card, and that was the next fight on the card. We had Roman Daldiz won a unanimous decision versus Lorano Storpoli. And we, this was our bet for the MMA for Money show, the only one of the night. We cashed you one unit on Roman Daldiz. Uh, pretty much uh, was a wet blanket on Lorano uh, Storpoli. Uh, not, not, I'm not saying it was the best fight to watch. All I care about is cashing motherfucking bets for you guys. And that's what we did there again. Uh, we went on a roll here, T and I, and so we've cashed another unit for the MMA for Money show. So to, for you guys who followed that, uh, you're welcome there. And uh, hopefully we'll just keep on rolling and keep on cashing bets for you guys. And next up on the card, we had the co-main event was Marcin Tibera. He took on Walt Harris. And, man, I really love Walt Harris and the story behind him. Um, I just – I guess he doesn't believe in himself as much as we want to believe in him. And so he ended up losing a uh, fight versus Marcin Tibera, uh, KO, TKO, ground and pound round one. Um, really sad, man. Uh, I, I just, it's it's just sad uh, to see Harris just get beat up that badly. Marcin Tibera, though, looked good, man. Uh, but it was once again versus uh, Harris, who just didn't seem to be all there. And it, it was what it was. Next, when the card was the final fight of the night, and it was Yarzinho Rosenstruck took on Augusto Sakai. Um, this fight was really interesting. Augusto Sakai had a ton of size, looked super superior um, just on the scales and then just in height and everything. In the first round, in the very beginnings, Augusto Sakai looked good. He was moving. His defense looked good, and he was keeping out of range. Uh, but sure as shit, with one second left, literally on the bell, Jarzino Rosenstruck came through with a big right hand and landed on Augusto Sakai, knocked him to hell like Debo from Friday. And if you don't know, you know that Debo from Friday was a big dude. So, you know, Jarzino um, smashed him into the ground. Killed him. Huh? Yeah, and so uh, – you know, either way, that was the main event of the night for the UFC Vegas 28. It was, it was, it, it was all right. It, it because of Santiago Ponzinibbio, because we cashed the the bet on Roman Doldiz, because there were some knockouts uh, towards the end. It was it was much more entertaining. So it ended up being a decent card after uh, you know not being so high on it in the beginning of the week. But with that said, I want to move on to the ultimate fighter 29 that happened yesterday. It was episode 22. 
Um, it was it's Team Ortega versus Team Volkanovski. If you guys don't know, I'm Team Ortega, and Team Ortega won again, went two and zero. There was a uh, Mitch Raposo. He took on Ludwig. Sorry, one second. I'm Ludwig Shalonian. Uh, Lud- Ludwig ended up being a little too much for uh, Mitch Raposo. In round one of uh, the fight, uh, Raposo looked really good. Had really good movement. Was had his implementing his game plan well, staying out of the out of the range of uh, Ludwig. Uh, but round two was a different story. Ludwig implemented his game plan, ended up getting a takedown. Kind of ended up being using his grappling and his world class uh, wrestling that he has over there in Ukraine. Uh, he's also a proud Armenian. He was just uh, pitching that all show. So shout out to Armenian and Armenia and Ukraine. I appreciate all, all the, especially the Armenians over here in California, great people. So Ludovic ended up defeating Mitch Raposo in round, uh, uh, with the three rounds. They went three rounds. After the two rounds, they went to a third round that was needed to see who would win. And Ludovic in the third round, pretty much re- repeated round two, was a pretty much a wet blanket jujitsu-wise on Mitch. Mitch just uh, didn't have an answer for him. But Mitch is young. He's, he's He was 5-0. and oh. He's never lost before. He, he's a he's a pretty good kid, man. He's got a good he's got a good body on him, uh, muscular wise and athletic athleticism. I think he was being super hard on himself after the the fight, and, and he's going to take the L loss as they were showing uh, highlights for the next up and coming um, episodes. But uh, it sucks to see uh, you know a young kid like that uh, being his own worst enemy after the fight because he's going to have to stay in there for the Ultimate Fighter for another uh, three weeks. And I know personally, my brother told me that the you know the mental battle there in the Ultimate Fighter was pretty much the biggest battles. Uh, pretty much said it'd be like being in jail, but you get good food you know brought to you. There's no communication with your family, and and so it's just uh, it gets kind of mentally you, you can get down on yourself if you have that little chink in your armor. So hopefully Mitch Raposo doesn't get too uh, hard on himself because he does have a high ceiling in the sense that he's five and oh he never learned a lesson and ludwig uh, was just a little bit more superior of a grappler and believed in himself a little bit more but with that said that's two and oh for team ortega and volkanovsky is not looking good here uh you know with with you know after that one and next up on the card uh, or next up on the ultimate fighter on next episode next week newman will face tresson gore from team ortega um, Ryan Newman will face him. He's a really good D1 wrestler, I believe, trained at the Olympic. That looks like it's going to be a good fight, man. It's going to be a really good one. Like I said, Ryan Newman trained at the Olympic Training Center, also a really good uh, All-American wrestler. So Josan Gore doesn't have as much experience, but this kid is super athletics and super mean, and he's going to come in there to kill. And so it's going to be really fun to watch them throw down next week, next Tuesday. So tune in, and then we'll be on Wednesday to uh, you know give you the recap of that. So... Now uh, I'm going to give you a little treat. Uh, we're going to do the Bellator main and co-main for the uh, Bellator 260. Uh, it's going to be headlined by Douglas Lima versus Yaroslav Armasov. Uh, and Paul Daly versus Jason Jackson will be the co-main event. I'm just going to jump into the fir- the co-main event. We're going to only do the two of them. I'm going to give you my picks. I'm gonna, I believe that uh, Paul Daly, he's going to be a little bit more superior than Jason Jackson. He's got a lot more power than him uh, in the clinch. Uh, Jason Jackson, he's got a really good all-around mixed martial arts game. His best bet here is going to be is is going to either get Paul Daly down on the ground. What Jason Jackson to me, he doesn't have that uh, world class of wrestling like Paul Daly's already faced before. So I don't think he's going to have the wrestling, and I think he's going to be able to end up get caught possibly by Paul Synthex Daly and get KO'd. So my pick is Paul Daly by KO in the co-main event for the Bellator. And then the main event is my boy, Douglas Lima, who I'm super high on. 32 and 8. He's, uh, uh, let's see, one second. 
fighting out of Brazil. 6'1", 33 years old, with a 74-inch reach, 74-and-a-half-inch reach. He's coming off a loss, but uh, uh, don't hate on that because it was versus gay guard Musasi, who he's savagely stepped up uh, to fight, and he's just uh, took an L, unanimous decision loss to gay guard. And so before that, he beat Rory McDonald, Michael Page, Andre Korshov. And, is, you know, so I I just like uh, Douglas Lima a lot. I really think that he's going to be a little bit too much for the uh, Amosov. Amosov is a 25 and 0. He's never tasted defeat. He's fighting out of Ukraine, born in Ukraine, 27 years old, 5'11", with a 75-inch reach. And like I said, though, 25 wins in a row, never fit, tasted defeat. But he does have a couple decent victories under his belt. Logan Storley, another world-class wrestler over there in Bellator, he beat him by split decision last fight. Mark Leminger, he beat him, who was 11-1, and one, uh, cut stoppage round one, and he beat another good wrestler, Ed Ruth, uh, in unanimous decision. So he he definitely, he obviously does not have any wrestling flaw in him at all. If you do like the Amosov, he, he, he possibly could have a, a chance at winning this, but I just don't think so. Uh, Douglas Lima, he's got way too much experience and way too much power, and his striking is so diverse. I'm going to be going Douglas Lima to just uh, edge Amosov Probably a decision win because this kid seems to be uh, a thoroughbred and he has some skills under him. I want to say I appreciate all 97 of you guys live. Hello to Justin Williams, Ted Hicks, Lynn. Appreciate you being here and all you guys in the chat. Wouldn't be the MMA for Money show without all our fans. And so with that said, that's the Bellator that's going on this Friday. So if you want more MMA in your life, that will be going down on Friday. And so tune on in. With that said, we will be jumping into the UFC 263, Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori 2. And, boy, if you don't know and if you haven't listened to the show, I'm a huge, huge Adesanya fan, and we'll get into that a little bit later on the show. But first up on the card, we have Carlos Philippe, who's fighting Jake Collier. Um, man, Carlos Philippe is 10-1. and one. He's six foot tall, 26 years old, 75 inch reach. He's coming off two wins in a row versus Justin Taffa, a New Zealander who's real tough, and Jorgen De Castro, another kickboxer. And then he lost the, to Sergey Spivak, who isn't isn't that bad uh, majority decision. So I think that uh, Carlos Felipe, he's going to have uh, something to say here for Jake Collier. If you go to the topology picture, Jake Collier it is so sad to see his original oh, MMA picture. It like it, it. it's it's like looking at. Uh, just a beautiful, beautiful flower. And then, you know, then like years down the road, you just, there's like, <laughs> there's like no petals. It's just like, he's all puffed up. He's just a big old ball. It's so sad to see Jake Collar 12 and five, six, three though, 78 and a half inch reach, 32 years old on a one fight win streak. He last fought Gian Volante, um, you know, on a unanimous decision he won. And then he lost to Tom Aspinall right cross in round one. Tom Aspinall is a savage and a real, real uh, treat to watch at heavyweight. So he can't really hate on that. Then he won versus Marcel Fortuna. Uh, I'm, not too, I'm not too high on that. And he lost to Devin Clark uh, before that. So And that was in 2017 as well. So we're talking about Jake Collier's real spotty. I don't think that he's going to have uh, enough for uh, my boy Carlos Philippe. I'm going for Carlos Philippe by most likely KO, TKO, um, probably round one or two. Possibly uh, Jake Collier gets gassed and kill him in round two. So, But I'm going Carlos Philippe for sure, KO, TKO. What do you think about that one, T? Yeah, um, you know, I've seen Collier. He, he, I've seen him freaking curl up in a ball too many times. So he gets his hard, and then he falls down and just curls up and takes his L. And it's like you said, he wins one, loses one, wins one, loses one, and he's coming off a win. So 
I, I got a pretty good feeling uh, Felipe is going to KO him. And he, he'll make him turtle up sometime in this fight, too, and uh, get the KO. So that's, that's my lean on this fight. I, I, I like um, Felipe. Nice. Uh, but uh, next up on the card, we'll have uh, Ferris Ziam versus Luigi Vendramin. Vendramini. Um, yeah, this looks like it's going to be a good matchup, man. It's two up-and-comers, and they both seem to have some decent skills. Um, you know, um, we've seen a Zim's tap before, and Luigi's got a black belt, and he's, I think he's got the advantage on the mat. Um, Zim, he's taller, and he's got the reach advantage, but um, I'm kind of leaning Luigi on this one. Uh, I think he's a little bit better overall. Um, but what do you think about it, dude? Yeah, like I said, we got Farazim versus Luigi Vendramini. Farazim is 11 and, uh, 11 and 3, fighting out of France, born in France. He's 24 years old, super young, 6 foot, six foot 1, 75-inch 75 reach. He's coming off a one-win. Last fought Jamie Malarkey, who he won a unanimous decision, and then he lost to Don Madge, who is a really good prospect, unanimous decision, uh, unanimous decision to Don Madge, and then he lost to – or he won – Guillotine choke round three to Yassine Belhad. Um, nobody really knows who that is. So uh, that's where uh, his resume stops. And then we jump into Luigi Rengermini, who's nine and one. He's 25 years old, 5'8", with a 73-inch reach, one one win. Um, he, he's got he calls himself the Italian Stallion. He's definitely got that uh, Italian last name, but he's born in Brazil, fighting out of Brazil. Um, his BJJ black belt, like T said, super, super slick on the ground. His only loss is to a EDS, who Eliza Dos Santos Zaleski, who's an absolute savage, and we were huge fans of here on the show. He lost by flying knee and punches in round two. But his last fight, he won versus Jesse, Jessine Ayari uh, round one. So by head kick and punches. I think that the, the jiu-jitsu of Luigi Vendramini is sick. He even got the back of uh, EDS, and which is not, like really difficult to do on anyone of that caliber of a fighter. And so I think that he's going to be able to get the back of um, Ferez Raziem, and he's going to be able to end this night with the RNC possible submission. And so next up on the card, we have Chase Hooper, 9-1 versus Steven Peterson. Well, let's see. First, firstly, it's Chase Hooper, man. His jujitsu. Let's get it. Black belt, BJJ black belt. Awesome, man. I, I, it's. it's he is great. a black belt. I thought. I thought he, he was a brown belt. No, nah, he's a black he's belt. Black. Yeah, okay. that's what they say. So, but I, he's no striking. His striking is is nowhere to be found. That's he's so ten bad. and he's ten and one. He's six six foot one, seventy five and a half inch reach. He's twenty one years old though, so I'm not hating on the kid like. He's just so young, and I, his striking is not there. There's and his wrestling isn't there. He's the, so it's not, his jujitsu is sick, but he has no wrestling game and he has no striking. And so I I don't like that at all for the kid. I think that he's going to get hurt. Steven Peterson, who they call him Ocho, uh, he's eighteen and nine. He's going to be 30, he's thirty one years old, five ten with a seventy inch reach. He's coming off a win. He's last beat Martin Martin Bravo spinning back fist round two, which was sick. Um, you know, and then lot, but before that, lost to Alex Caceres, unanimous decision, and then Luis Penny, unanimous decision. Um, a couple long guys that have striking and have skill. So uh, Chase Hooper doesn't have that, in my opinion. I think at dog money here, that Ch uh, Steven Peterson is is the right side. I think that he, I would throw down the money. We were going to think about throwing down the money for him on the show. Um, it, we we 
we don't we have not fired yet and so if the line gets a little bit better we possibly will but i heavily favor steven peterson to get a, a ko tko or a possible unanimous decision win he's only going to have a reach disadvantage he's got a striking advantage he's never been tapped out ever and with that said i just like you know all those fights you know 20 30 fights almost it's there's no way that he's going to be a tapped out by chase hooper you can mark my words yeah. here we'll talk about it next week but steven peterson should be enough to cash the dog money for you guys if you guys want to bet him i think that it's a great bet uh, what do you think t yeah i mean i'm um, uh, hooper he's just got he's too many holes in his strike and he walks forward with his chin out and uh, it's just very inaccurate doesn't even really have power at all so it's, it's pretty bad um and you know, Peterson, he's tough. He could just keep walking forward. Uh, the thing about it, neither one of these fighters are great fighters. So that, that's why we stayed away from it um, instead of putting a unit. But I, I'm right with you. I think Peterson is going to get it. Just, to, he, I think he's just going to tough it out in, his, in the experience. He, he'll be able to um, get the W, you know. Yeah, shout out to Ryan uh, Richardson in the chat here, our, one of our sponsors. I appreciate you so much. Kick your bass on Twitter. Professional, up, professional fisherman extraordinaire over there in Kansas City, one of the best dudes ever. Uh, thank you so much, Ryan. I hope your family's doing well. hope you're doing well, my dude, and hope you're catching big fish over there to catch, uh, get those victories in those tournaments, dude. So sorry, T. Oh, all good. Um, the next fight on the card, um, I thought it was going to be Frank Camacho versus Matt Frivola. Um On the site, they have it switched. Uh, well, never mind. The picture's wrong. Um, it says Terrence McKinney, but I, all right, I guess the fight's on. Uh, but we got Matt Frivola versus Frank Camacho, and um, I'm glad they didn't switch it, or I hope they haven't, because I, I think this is going to be a really good fight. Um, I think it's going to be a war. I can't wait to see it, to be honest. Um, I give Frank the power and experience as I like his chances in this fight, you know, if they stand in the middle of the um, octagon and brawl. Frivola, he. He can get the takedowns, but I don't think he can keep Frank down. So uh, I like Frank as a dog here, but what you think about him, man? Um, you know, it, it looks like uh, Frank Camacho just re- withdrew from the fight, and he's he been repl- uh. yes. He- so uh, sorry about that, T. Uh, so with that said, we now have a new matchup. It's going to be Matt for Volt. It's okay. It's 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 going to be pretty much the same uh, breakdown. So Matt Frivola, um, it's going to be Matt Frivola versus Terrence McKenney on short notice. Um, t- let's get into Terrence McKenney real fast since you're all twisted up, T. Uh, Terrence McKenney's 10 and 3. He's 26 years old. He's 5'10 with a 74 inch reach. He's fighting out of Chicago, Illinois. No, he's fighting out of Washington, the Spokane, Washington, born out of Chicago, Illinois. So shout out to the Windy City where he was born. Three wins in a row. So, dude, this this kid's got some fire under his belt. So let's get into this. His last fight, he won uh, punches round one versus Michael Izari Ortiz. The guy was uh, 12 and 1, so that's not too bad. Let's see what else we got here. His last fight was Der- Dedrick Sanders. The dude was 3 and 2. See, this is why we get into the we go into the research because you know his, his record starts getting kind of padded there. So he got two wins in a, he got two wins in a row. Um, then he's got a, a 3 and 2. His third win in a row was 3. Guys 3 and 2. So, ah man, I don't know, man. He's lost uh, before to Derek Minner, who's a former uh, UFC fighter. Uh, Sean Woodson, who I believe is another UFC fighter, he's on the Contender Series. Yes, he is. And so I, we're going to go with Matt Frivola here. There's no way that Matt Frivola is wrestling. He should be able to get this dude on the ground and uh, secure a pro- most likely a decision 
a victory after the switch of opponents on him. I bet that he's, uh, his game plan is all twisted up, just much like our broadcast here is with uh, the new fight announcement. The second week they did that too. It's all good, brother. It is what it is. But Matt Frivola, I think he still uh, outvets uh, Terrence McKinney. Uh, there's no way on short notice that the, the, the kid Terrence McKinney. Let me just see. Let me see what the last fight was. Oh, dude, he just fought, bro. Are you kidding me? Bro, he fought. Oh, okay. Fight. Dude, three days ago. Oh, f- five days three ago. Three days ago. Dude, five days ago he fought an LFA. So, dude, he's fresh. Did dude, he knock a dude out? His cardio is his cardio is there. Yeah, you can knock him out, bro. Like that's no, no. crazy. Did he knock? Did he finish the last fight? Yes. Yeah, quick. punches round oh, one. Okay. So gotcha. I, this fight is iffy. I, I, this is a total stay away from any betting standpoint. But I would, I'm gonna lean Matt Frivola because of the XP, um, and he just has more experience and more so a really good jujitsu and takedown game that I already know and trust. But if he does not get this fight to the ground, it looks like he could eat punches in bunches or knees. Uh, in his face, so he better uh, make sure he jumps the real fast for that single or double leg and gets him on his ass. So, but you know, with that said, next up on the card we have Pan Panny Kaziad, fourteen and four. I butchered that terribly. Who's negative two twenty versus Alexis Davis, who's twenty and ten at a plus one seventy five comeback. Well, firstly, Alexis Davis is an OOOG, man. What's crazy is that she beat up Amanda Nunez back in the day, which made me have like some kind of belief in her at some point. Like I said, she's 20 and 10. She's 36 years old, though, folks. 5'6 with a 68-inch reach. She's coming off of a, uh, a win versus Sabina Mazo, who has absolutely no takedown game at all, and that's how she won a unanimous decision. And then she lost uh, three fights in a row. Um, Viviana Rajo, Jennifer Maya, and Caitlin Chukagian. All just unanimous decisions, didn't win a damn round, um, got absolutely dominated. And so she, you know, it's crazy. She's won versus Liz Carmouche. She's, you know, then she loses to Sarah McMahon. She's all over the place uh, in the sense, but she does have some names on her resume. She is deadly. She is a, a BJJ black belt, I believe. Um, and so she does have a chance at winning this fight, but I Panny Kanziad, I think she has just way too much uh, youth on her side. Let me jump into her details. She's 14 and five. She is fighting out of Copenhagen, Denmark, and she was born in Iran. She's 29 years old, 5'7", with a 66-inch reach, three wins in a row for Cesara uh, Eubanks, who I, I was pretty high on coming out of the, uh, the Ultimate Fighter. I thought she had really good wrestling and, and ended up not being so uh, just mentally. But she won versus Cesara, uh, unanimous decision. And then she won, beat Beth Corrier, another OG, much like Alexis Davis, unanimous decision. And then Jessica Rose Clark, who has some decent striking, unanimous decision wins. So um, I'm going with Panny all day. I think that she absolutely is just going to – this is a, a shining star spot for Panny to show off versus the aging veteran. I think that she possibly uh, finishes her even. But I most likely a decision win is usually what happens in women's MMA because uh, they just like going the long fights. But what do you say about that, T? Uh, I was leaning Davis just because it's a women's MMA and she's like, what, plus 180? So I figure with the experience, it might not be a bad time to um, take the dog in this one. Uh, but I didn't look too much into this fight, to be honest. Uh, no worries. But uh, next up on the – we'll get into the – that was the um, early prelims. We'll get into the prelims. Um, the first fight on the prelims will have um, Mavzar Evliov. Versus Hakeem Dawadu. Um, this is a pretty nice matchup. It's two up and coming fighters. Um, 
that would do he's you know he's got the stand-up advantage and um um Mavzar, he he's the Khabib prototype you know he takes you down and beats you up but he's definitely no Khabib um to be honest uh, he, he's never really justified the price tag that they give him and it, the guy likes to take rounds off from um the tape that I've seen so I don't really like that too much especially coming in minus 265 so I'm, I'm leaning Hakeem in this fight um I'm thinking um by decision um and uh, that's probably where I'll go with it. Um, it's got a nice price tag. But what you think about it, dude? No, one second. I want to just shout out uh, the the OG, the original Periscope streamer himself, Fight Compa, is in the house. So if you guys love MMA streams and sometimes you can't find a stream, make sure you join HAPS. Make sure you find Fight Compa, F, uh, Fight C-O-M-P-A. Make sure you find him. He's one of the great – Best dudes ever. He always streams really good, positive stuff. We, we just basically hang out. He drinks. Uh, you know, we have a great time watching fights. So shout out to Fight Compa himself. Appreciate all 128 of you live and the 19 awards that you guys have given us. And with that said, uh, we, like you said, we have Hakeem Dawadu versus Mavzov Evliev. Um, Hakeem Dawadu is 12 and 1. He is uh, 29 years old. He's 5'8", and he's got a 72-inch reach. He's coming out five wins in a row, though. Just He's, he's mean. They call him mean, lean, a doo-doo. I'm just kidding. Uh, so the last five, five wins were Zuba Tukov, who was a good uh, jiu-jitsu grappler. He won a split decision. Uh, Julio Arce, he won a, a split decision. He won by head kick round three versus Yoshinori Hori. Um, sounds like I made that up. Uh, round kick, uh, round three head kick, and then Kyle Boschniak, who's a, a, a veteran who's got he had some decent skills, but did not for the upper echelon of the sport. He won a split decision, and then Austin Arnett, he won a unanimous decision. So, um, Hakeem has been around for a while. Um, he's got a good game, good striking. His game plan is going to be he's going to want to keep this up on the floor. Uh, Maslov Ev- uh, Evliev, he's, he's got a really, really good jiu-jitsu artist takedown game. He's 27 years old, 5'7", 72 and a half inch reach, 14 fight win streak, folks. He's fighting out of Russia. So shout out all the Russian fans out there. I'm sure you love your boy over here, but his last fight was versus Nick Lentz. He won a uh, unanimous this, a split decision versus Nick Lentz, the OG veteran. Then he took on Mike Grundy, who's always mean in game, uh, unanimous decision victory. And then Eureka, Enrique Barzola, he won a unanimous decision, who's a really well-rounded fighter. So this is going to be a, just a fight where I'm going to be look, sit back. I'm going to watch. Oh, sorry. I'm going to watch it, my mic. And I'm going to just, that's going to be a treat. I think that there's a path for uh, Hakeem to win here, but I'm going to be, I'm going to have to edge with uh, Maslov uh, Evliev. He's a negative 250 favorite. And I, I just, he, I think he's got just a little too much takedown game, but I think there is a way for Hakeem to win this fight. So, so next up on the card, we have Lucky Lauren Murphy, 13 and four at plus one, plus 120 right now versus Joanne Calderwood, who's 15 and five, uh, the negative 135 comeback. Um, this is going to be our first bet of the night. Uh, we, we debated it back and forth, back and forth. Uh, it, it, we're only going to be throwing a half unit down, but we're going to be putting it down on uh, Lauren Murphy. I think that Lauren Murphy, uh, we're going to be doing a half unit on Lauren Murphy by decision at plus 205. Lauren Murphy, has, she has proved it time and time again. Even when I've doubted her and hated on her, she just keeps coming through. She's 37 years old, 5'5", five, five, reach 68 inches, with and four wins in a row, like I said. Uh, last one was versus Lilia Shakurova. She won by RNC, rear naked choke, round two. 
uh, beat Ro- Roxy, Roxanne Matafari, unanimous decision. Andrea Lee, KGB Lee, was a great striker she beat, and that's when I finally started believing in her a little bit. And then Mara Barella uh, punches the knees uh, she beat in the round three. So, I mean, I JoJo, I mean, we're big fans of her on the show, big fans on that Made for Money show. This isn't something that I want to do, JoJo. I love you still. But she's 15 and 5. She's 35 years old. She's 5'6 with a 65 and a half inch reach, and she's coming off one win. She's fighting out of Las Vegas, and she was born in Irvine, Scotland. So shout out to all the Scots. She blast beat Jessica I in unanimous decision. I can't even give her any credit for that because it's Jessica I. So we're moving along. She lost to Jessica Maya, armbar, round one. Uh, doesn't make me very if uh, like hyped on you, but Maya does have some good jujitsu. But then she won versus Andrea Lee, uh, split decision. So, you know, they have a mutual opponent, Lauren and Andrea uh, Lee. So I think that this is a fight where a Lauren Murphy can make it really ugly, uh, grind her against the cage, take her down, and possibly damage JoJo's face because she shows cuts. So we're going to be putting down, like I said, a half a unit, so nothing much because I do not like betting on uh, you know, women's MMA often, but I'm going to be doing it on the decision prop at plus 205 for lucky Lauren Murphy to win by decision. So we cash a little bit over a unit with that one. So that will be the first bet of the night. And I know that prime time is probably shitting his pants right now. Next up on the card. Oh, you got that one, T. Uh, yeah, next up on the card, we'll have uh, Eric Anders versus Darren Stewart. And uh, this is a rematch. Uh, it, I think the fight went down about a month ago. They were fighting. Um, and coming into that matchup, uh, Darren Stewart, I think it was like a minus 200 favorite um, over Anders. Um in that fight, I actually had Anders by KO, and Anders was working Stewart, and he he had him knocked out, but then he fell down on the knee, and he uh he kneed him in the head while he was on his knees, so he got um I think it was ended up being a no contest, so that's why they having a rematch. Um, but coming into this one, you got Darren Stewart. He he's now the dog. Um, after Anders, you know, had his way with him, but um um the fight's at two oh five and. Uh, I don't like the line. I, I wouldn't want to take Anders as the favorite here. Um, I think Darren, he's got a shot in this one, uh, especially at the dog money. But uh, what you thinking, man? Yeah, like I said, we have Eric Anders, who's 13-5. and five. He's going off at negative 145 on the money line versus Darren Stewart, who's 12-6 and six at a plus-120 comeback. Um, like I said, this fight already went on uh, one time, and it, it's, it's very – it was a great fight. It's going to be very exciting watching these two brutes literally club each other. And and that's that's pretty much what's going to happen. I think that Eric Anders is too much. He's super athletic, former uh, D1 All-American uh, uh, football player out of Alabama. So I just think that he's just got way too much um, just athleticism for Darren Stewart. And that's why Darren Stewart kind of folded towards the end of it. Eric Anders, 13 and 5. He's 34 years old, 6'1 with a 75 inch reach. He's uh, coming off one loss, who was off Christoph Jocko, unanimous decision. Christoph Jocko, super well rounded. Can't really hate on that, but he's before that, he beat GM3 by split decision. And then Vicinius Morea, who's a black belt, he beat uh, round one punches. So, I mean, man, the, the illegal knee definitely cost it last time. I don't like the price tag on picking Eric Anders. Um, Darren Stewart is 12 and 6. Let me get to him. 30 years old. So he's uh, younger, 6 foot with a 74 inch reach. He's coming off a loss himself versus Kevin Holland. 
it should be a loss and a loss. But the real loss before the, the Eric Anders no contest was Kevin Holland split decision. Um, so he won a round or two versus a, a Kevin Holland that people were high on. And then he guillotine choked Maki Patolo round one. And then lost unanimous decision to Bartos Fabinski, who I'm not high on at all. Um, so I, I just think that Eric Anders is going to be too much. I don't like the price tag on him um, at the moment, but I still am going to leave Eric Anders to win this fight. I think he's going to uh, he's going to show why that uh, Darren Stewart took the way out last time. So next up on the card, we have Drew Dober, who's 23-10, and 10, at a negative 125 money line versus Brad Riddell, who's 9-1 and one with a plus 105 comeback. Well, uh, you know, if, if you're listening to the MMA for Money show, we are big fans of Drew Dober. Uh, if you're a lady, just go Google Drew Dober and tell me that the chiseled chin and the body of the Gotti don't get you hottie, all right? So Drew Dober's, twenty, like I said, 23 and 10. He's 32 years old, 5'8", with a 70-inch reach. He's coming off a loss, though, to Islam Makashov, though. So that's no haterade. He went three rounds with a guy that's an absolute savage. Um, he lost around three, to an arm triangle choke and half guard. Uh, so I I can't, I'm not hating on that. You know, a lot, Islam would have beat a lot of people. Um, before that, he beat Alexander Hernandez, punches round two. Nazrat Haparov, the great uh, Canadian fighter up, up uh, Frost Hobbies uh, gym, he beat him round one. And then Polo Reyes round one, who was a, was a mean striker with throwing all kinds of deadly stuff. Um, then he lost around uh, Armbar round two to Benil Dariush. So he seems he does have a little bit of submission weakness. This is not the time where he has an opponent that has a submission game. Brad Waddell is an amazing striker, 9-1, and one, 29 years old. He's 5'7", 71.3 71, inch reach. I've never seen the three. So funny. Six, uh, six wins in a row. He's fighting out of fuck it, Thailand, and he's born uh, in, from New Zealand. Born in New Zealand. Sorry, sounded terrible. Um, his last fight, he won a, a unanimous decision versus Alex Da Silva. Um, and then he won a split decision versus Magomed Mustafa. Uh, split decision. And then Jamin Malarkey, he won a unanimous decision um, before that one. I like Brad Riddell's striking game a lot. I, I'm a real big fan of it. It's super diverse. And I think that that he has a real, like I said, a really good game, but his ground game is all is going to be in question. He's facing a guy and a veteran, you know, and uh, Drew Dober, who's been in there with a savage like Islam and, and taking out other dude, uh, other guys. And so I, I, I have such a hard time picking against Drew Dober um, because he's the, uh, the more experienced. So I have to glean with my rule of the more experienced fighter because Drew Dober is not washed up. Uh, I've got to lean that Drew Dober is going to win here. What do you think say about that one to you? Uh yeah, this looks like it's gonna be a good matchup, man. Um, it's a pretty even matchup too. Uh, I think the fight's gonna end up being a war. Um, and I I, I think Dober's got the chin and, and the power advantage over um Brad here. So I I think they're gonna slug it out, and because he's got that um chin and power advantage, I'm going Dober here. I think he might knock him out too. Um, but it it's gonna be a damn good fight though. That's for sure. Yeah, I just want to say shout out to Peter Bittner from the Haps team. I appreciate you being here, brother. Always supporting the show. Vanita Braylon, appreciate you jumping in the chat and being here as well. And all you guys that are tuning in the 137 you live and the 21 awards that you guys have given us. I greatly appreciate all you guys. But with that said, we're going to move on to the main card of the UFC 263 out of Sanya versus Two. The first fight of the night is going to be awesome to watch. We got Paul Craig, the Bear Jew. 13 and 4, plus 230 on the underdog side versus Jamal 
Hill, 7-0, never takes a defeat at a negative 290 cool money line. And so he's obviously favorite, Jamal Hill. Um, his striking is sick. His athleticism is amazing. Um, Paul Craig, though, he's 14-4-1. They, they call him the Bear Jew, 33 years old, 6'3", 76-inch reach. He's got three wins in a row. He's fighting out of Scotland, born in Scotland. So shout out to the Scots once again, representing on the card. He last fought and tapped Mauricio Shogun who uh, won by tap to strikes in round two, Mauricio did. I couldn't even believe it. It was crazy. And then uh, Antukulov, he beat uh, Triangle Choke round one. Um, then a draw, split decision, um, uh, Hugan before the one he uh, he beat him. So his jiu-jitsu, sick. No question about that. Jamal Hill striking, sick. Someone is getting tapped or napped. I'm going with Jamal Hill to sleep. Freaking the Bear Jew. Um, Jamal Hills is six is 30 years old, 6'4", with 79-inch reach and nine wins in a row. Um, last beats uh, Ovin St. Prue uh, by punches, standing TKO, uh, round two. Um, no contest uh, before that. And then Darko Stostik, who was, uh, we were pretty high on coming out of uh, – he was uh, – Mirko Krokop's protege. And so he beat Darko Krokop unanimous decision. So I just like Jamal Hill a lot. I think that he's going to have enough game here to, to silence the Bear Jew and then to send him into hello operator. What's your uh, thoughts on that, T? Yeah, man. Um, you, you know, Craig's stand-up, it, it, it's like, it's whatever to me. Um, and he spends a ton of time backing up. So, um, I mean, it's easy to see the routes to victory in this fight. I mean, Hill's going to want to stand up and, and – and, clean him and i think that's probably what's gonna end up happening here um craig he, he might be able to submit him but I, I i don't think he's gonna get him man I, you know hill's a good athlete and I, I think he'll do what he has to do and eventually um catch craig and put him out um but yeah next up on the card we got another great fight um it's gonna be who is it? oh yeah i was gonna say Leon. it's damian maya versus um Bilal muhammad um, you know, I got to go with Muhammad here. Um, he's tough and he's been on a roll. Um, um, you know, Leon was beating him last fight before that nasty eye poke. And I, I think he's hungry and he's ready to prove something like always. I'm not going to bet the fight because of price tag. And, you know, um, Maya's a vet. He's always got a chance to win. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking, um, Muhammad's got it, but which. What you think about the fight, bro? <clears throat> yeah, this is going to be a really good fight. Damian Maya, Jiu-Jitsu legend, 28-10 and 10 at a plus 190 underdog spot versus Bilal Muhammad. Remember the name, Muhammad. 18-3, and three, who was at negative 240, comeback as the, uh, the favorite. I mean, I, I love Damian Maya so much that I named my first born son after Damian Maya. Literally, same spelling, same everything, because he's just such a good jiu-jitsu practitioner and role model. Um, I love his BJJ. I, I have a problem with him fighting at this age. Um, Bilal Muhammad is no effing joke, man. And so I'm, I'm, I don't like the fight for Damian. I love you, Damian. 28 and 10. Um, like I said, 43 years old, guys. You know, 6'1", 72-inch reach. He's coming off a loss to Gilbert Burns, who's a sick jiu-jitsu black belt um, and heavy-handed. He lost in round one. And before that, he rear-naked choked Ben Askren, who's a world-class wrestler, uh, no problem, round three. Anthony, Anthony Rocco Martin, decision. Um, Lyman Good, rear-naked choke, round one. And then he went to unanimous decision with Kamal Usman. So 
Damien's been in there with the best of them. I just don't think he, he just his striking isn't there and his takedown game isn't there to get the jujitsu there. But if he gets the back of Bilal Muhammad, Bilal is screwed. I, I there's levels to the jiu-jitsu game, and it's just Damian Maya is world class. Um, Bilal Muhammad though is 18 and three, like I said, 32 years old, 5'11 with a 71 inch reach. His current streak win streak is four. His last fight, he got poked in the eye by Leon Edwards, and there was no contest. And then before that, Diego Lima, not the good Lima brother. Um, he won unanimous decision, so I give him no credit there. And then he beat Lyman Good, unanimous decision, which I'm not too high on either. So I I, so I love you, Bilal. I just – man, right? I love Damien. But, like, both these guys, like, Damien could easily win by submission or mm-hmm. Bilal could win by TKO KO. So – with that said, if you like any of these fighters, I would pick Damian by submission prop or Bilal Muhammad um, TKO KO because those are the two most likely options in my opinion that are going to happen. I personally, I'm going to have to, I have to go with my boy Damian Maya, the OG. Uh, if he takes the back of Bilal Muhammad, I know he's going to he's going to he's going to do it. I don't want you guys betting on this because I said that I do not, but. His submission is there. It's a possible thing. If he can get him down one time in one round, um, especially in the early goings when they're not sweaty, I think that Damian Maya could end up getting a sub here. But it's going to be really, this, really hairy. This might be the last time we watch um, Maya, bro. Sadly, man. And I, and then they're either feeding him or helping him. And we're going to find out, uh, you know, what, what's going on. But uh, to the legend, uh, Damian Maya, appreciate you and, and your career. And hopefully we see more of you. But if this is your last fight in the octagon, uh, it's been a blessing. And thank you for the gift of my son's name. And with that said, uh, the next up on the card, we have Leon Rocky Edwards, 18 and three. Negative 500 comeback versus Nate Diaz. 21 and 12 plus 350 comeback for the Stockton born kid. Nate Diaz is being disrespected like you guys cannot believe. But Leon Edwards is the real deal when it comes to all around mixed martial arts. He's 18 and 3, 29 years old, 29 baby years old. This kid's this good. Six. Two 74-inch reach, eight wins in a row. He's fighting out of England, born out of Kingston, Jamaica. So shout out to the Jamaicans and all the English crowd. Uh, so his last fight, he, like I said, it was no contest versus Bilal Muhammad, which they're both on the same card, kind of crazy. Um, makes sense timing-wise. So last fight he won was versus uh, Rafael Desanos, who is an absolute savage. RDA, we all know and love, former uh, champion. Uh, he won a unanimous decision quite easily. Gunnar Nelson, uh, jiu-jitsu uh, stud himself, he won a split decision there. Donald Cerrone, won a, he won a decision versus Peter Sabata, Brian Barbina, Barbarina. So the list goes on. Now, Nate Diaz, as much as I love the Diaz, I love me some Diaz brothers. That's why this fight is a this fight is worth watching the whole card, no matter what. I, like I said, I wish that, that it wasn't it wasn't so bad of a matchup for my boy Nate, but Nate's been here before. He's been stacked odds stacked against him when he fought McGregor the first time, and he cashed that time. Nate Diaz is 36 years old. He's six foot, 76 inch reach, and he's coming off a loss, like I said, fighting out of Stockton, California. Born and raised in Stockton, California. 209, baby. Now, last fight, he he lost to George Mosfidal. Cut stoppage, round three. 
before that round three started, I believe. Now, then before that, he won Anthony Pettis. Unanimous decision. Looked really good there. But that Pettis was kind of falling out there. Then he lost to Connor, and then he won to Connor. Uh, Nate's been spotty all, all across the board. He hasn't fought since 2019, and we're in 2021. But Nate's cardio is always there. He's always cycling, doing triathlons with his brother, Nick Diaz. They're always, always training. I just don't think they're ready for the punches and punches that Leon Rocky Edwards is going to be throwing at him. Um, this guy, he's got mean kicks. He's got great strikes. If he keep his hands closed and, and keep a close fist and not get any points taken from him, he can, he can win this fight in quite easily. That's why you're seeing the negative 500. I think that uh, Leon Rocky Edwards uh, destroys my boy, Nate Diaz. And I'm sorry, Nate. I, please don't, don't hurt me. Go T. Yeah, I mean, odds makers pretty much just seem to be forcing you to bet Nate here. He's, you know, plus 375. You know, Leon's looked really good lately. He's quick, and, I mean, he's just, he's going to be too much for Nate to handle. He's just too fast. I don't I don't see how Nate can beat him unless, you know, Leon just um, get, empties the gas tank, which he's not going to do. I mean, the dude, he's a conditioned athlete too. So, um, uh uh, it, it's going to be entertaining, but yeah, I, um, I don't see how he's going to win, and it, I, it's not really bettable. So I'll just end up watching this one and, and hope it's a good fight. If Nate wins, that you know that'd be pretty cool, but we'll see how it goes. Um, but next up on the card, we got a title match. It's um, Devison uh, Figueroa, I can't say his name, versus um, Brandon Moreno, and this is going to be an awesome fight too. Um, the last match. Let me pull up the video. Last match, Fig only lost because of a foul. He got a point deduction, so he ended up um, fighting up being a draw. So I, I can't go against Fig here. Um, Moreno's he's tough and he's durable, so it'll be an interesting fight. Um, I'm just I'm leaning Fig. He's just a monster, and he you know he fights like a piranha that smells blood. And um, Moreno he warrants respect, but I I just can't place a bet on him. Uh, I gotta go Fig here. What you thinking about it, dude? Yeah, Devison Figueredo, 20 and 1 at a negative 250 comeback at the time of writing this as the money line. So he's the favorite versus Brandon Moreno, who's 18 and 5 at the plus 200 comeback. Well, you know, the assassin baby, Brandon Moreno, is a lot of fun. He's got a ton of heart. Um, he's the Mexican born, so I got some Mexican blood in me. So shout out to all the Mexicanos over there that are watching the show and all his fans. 18 and 5 and 2 is the Assassin Baby. He's 27, 5, 7, and 70 inch reach. He's got on a four fight win streak. He's fighting out of Tijuana, Baja, California, Mexico. So I last fight that he he wanted it was a draw like you said versus Devison Figueredo um, because of the point deduction it made it a little bit closer but before that he was just on a, a killing spree uh, just just dominating Brandon Royvel just Juicio Formiga Kai Car France uh, Mikhail Perez uh, and so but it's Devison Figueredo he is amazing bro he's a savage like he literally like. He's the type of dude that that if back in the day he he might eat you after he beat you up like he's that crazy. So twenty one and one. He's thirty three years old. Five five in a sixty eight inch reach and five fight win streak. The eight, he's fighting out of Brazil, born in Brazil. I think that the the, the Ch Devison is just a savage man. I I like I said his last fight that he he won was versus Alex Perez guillotine choke round one. Joseph Benavides, who we love. Uh, rear naked choke round one. Joseph Benavides again round two. Uh, Tim Elliott round one. The great wrestler scrambler Al Alexandria Pantoja unanimous decision. Who's a great BJJ black belt. 
So, I mean, you know, he, I got to go with Devis and Figueroa. I think that he just is too much. The odds are a little, a little, a little rough for uh, against Brandon Moreno, as close as the last fight was. Brandon Moreno is younger, and so I think that they're 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 kind of sleeping on him a little bit. So, uh, you know, we'll see. It's a five, I believe, it's six years younger he is, so he could possibly have a cardio advantage. But I'm going to be going with Devis and Figueroa to win that fight versus Brandon Moreno. Then the last fight of the card, the main event of the evening, Israel Stylebender Adesanya, 20-1 at the negative 250 comeback at the time of writing this versus Marvin, the Italian dream, but Tori, 17-4 at the plus 200 underdog spot. Where do we start? Israel Adesanya is absolutely amazing. I've been I've been high on him since the since ever since I've I've said it that he's the best 185 pound striker the UFC has ever seen, the most diverse, and I I'm gonna, I'm still standing with it. I think that Israel Adesanya is 20 and one. He's 31 years old, six four with an 80 inch reach. He's he got one loss streak. He's fighting out of New Zealand, but he's born in Nigeria, Lagos, Nigeria. Um, he trains out of city kickboxing with all the great New Zealanders over there. He, his last loss was versus the 205-pound champ. So it's not even really a count to the loss in the 185-pound division because he has not lost there. So he went up and stepped up and had some big cojones and fought Jan, Jan Block, Jan Blokovic and it came up short. And Jan just showed what a savage he was. But Israel Adesanya in the 185-pound division is the king of this division. Silence Paulo Costa and took his manhood. Yoel Romero, this unanimous decision. Robert Whitaker silenced them round two. Kelvin Gastelum, uh, Anderson Silva, Derek Brunson, Brad Tavares, Marvin Vittori. He has just gone on a run and a muck before he got to Jan Blokovic at the 205 and he had the Kona as a step up. There is, there's nothing that's going to that's gonna stop me from betting the Israel Adesanya. He's facing, like I said, Marvin Vittori. He's 27 years old. He's on a five-fight win streak, six-foot, six foot 74 inch reach fighting out of italy born in italy uh so shout out to all the italians especially jason torello himself um his last fight he won uh kevin holland jack hermanson uh carl roberson andrew sanchez cesar ferreira um but he lost to my boy adesanya before that and he he didn't he wasn't close he uh, adesanya won round one round two of a three-round fight quite easily and israel didn't even look himself that night um, you know, I, I just think that he's going to absolutely style on him to call him a style bender for a reason. I'm going to be putting down the rare max bet on Israel Adesanya. Oh, no, no. Sorry. Scratch that. 2.5 units on Izzy to, to beat Marvin Vittori and just to stay the king of the 185 pound division and just, just keep showing what the striking is all about. What do you think about that T? Yeah, man. I'm, uh, Vittori, he's got a route to victory over Izzy, but he can't get it done. You know, he, he can't do it. Um, John did. He's not big enough. And I mean, they've already fought. And the fact that they fought really, really helps Izzy out, in my opinion, because Izzy's IQ, fight IQ, is probably triple Vittori's, uh, um, if I had to guess. So, you know, he Iggy just lost, too. So, um, you know, he's going to have, you know, a chip on his shoulder. And I think he's going to finish Vittori in this one, um, just because I, I think that's he's really going to want to put him down. And the way Vittori's talking off the last one, saying that he thinks he won and yada, yada, yada. It was a split decision. Um, I, I think Izzy's going to handle his business and, and, and uh, get the KO here. So 
Nice. Yeah. So with that said, that's the UFC 263 going off this weekend on Saturday. Um, we appreciate all 162 of you live in the 23 awards. I know that I jumped through the, my sponsors earlier, Hunty. Can we jump? Can yeah. we run through those real fast? Yeah, I still got them up. Okay. So um, the first sponsor of the MMA for Money show I'd like to thank, um, we got is Melon Brand Hats, uh, the hat that I'm wearing, M-E-L-I-N dot com melon brand hats it's my boy brian mcdonald he's one of the co-founders he dreamed in high school of having a dope luxury line of hats with intricate patterns and dope just different uh materials and sure as shit he came to fruition sponsors golfers and champions like uh, phil mickelson michael chandler um oh at the show over here so shout out the melon brand hats go get yourself a dope hat for the summer they have some dope waterproof ones that are really cool called the hydro so make sure you go check them out second up is Fokai Stuff, F-O-K-A-I Stuff.com, the, uh, the Guamillion gear, my boys from Guam, so shout out to all the Guamillions, I appreciate you and uh, all the gear over there, they have dope shirts, dope socks, uh, dope hand wraps, I mean, uh, the jackets, I used to drive literally two hours from Simi Valley, California, down to San Diego, Undisputed, to my brother's gym, just to the Undisputed shop that Tone Anderson was running. Um, just to get gear. So this is how much I love Fokai. Um, even when I sometimes got stuff free, I still went and supported it. And I still, to this day, love Fokai. So F-O-K-A-I stuff.com. Make sure you guys go get yourself some gear and some more support all the Guamillion families over there that depend on it. And last but not least is my sponsor from Amsterdam, Spliff Seeds, S-P-L-I-F-F Seeds. If you go and look uh, at their website and look up Lemon Cream Kush Female, my, my plant is sponsored there. And they Genetic, give me genetics each year to grow. So make sure you guys, if you like growing MJ, go over to their site, get some yourself some sick genetics for the growing season while the sun sh- is shining. And I just want to say I just appreciate all you guys here live with us and every single person the, that's tuning in. Shout out to my boy, uh, Matt McBride, childhood friend who we played peewee football with, baseball. Um, dude has supported me my whole life. So I love you, brother, over there in Huntington Beach. So I appreciate 166 of you live, the 24 awards that have gone uh, that you guys have given us, and appreciate your time listening to the MA From Money show. With that said, go appreciate your families, and uh, don't forget to subscribe to us on your platform of choice: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, RSS feeds, and Haps. Remember to subscribe to us on YouTube for both full-length shows as well as smaller tidbits to get you through the week. Like, comment, and share to spread the word. And with that, let's roll. 